Organissima New York. Your exotic skin, hair, and beauty source, and your one-stop shop for all your natural and organic skin and hair care. Featuring authentic organic Moroccan oil and prickly pear seed oil and much more. Bringing you only the best, straight from the source and proudly produced in the USA. So what are you waiting for? Shop today at www.arganissima.com. Arganissima, New York. Your beauty is our duty. Arganissima, New York. Welcome back to the iHealth channel, iHealth Radio. Your host, Hurricane H here. A new day, a new show, a new topic, a new guest with a very interesting topic today. Uh, you know, and the, the subject will be led by our uh, guest, of course. And uh, she's an author, a writer, multiple books, but with, with, with a, a tendency to, to cover an element that we, I think, all can use in our life. And... Uh, we live in a world that is very funny, uh, very interesting, very crazy, whatever the, you know, we can, we can describe it a lot of ways. And one thing as humans, we behave differently based on a lot of things. And one of the things that drives our behavior is emotion. And emotion is a big deal. Uh, people do crazy things for emotion and they're good things and bad things. And you name it, it's emotion driven most of the time. And um, so, so today we're going to tackle the topic of emotional detox. How do we really detox, <laughs> detox from our emotions or, or have a better way of handling life and our, our emotions? And, and no one can actually give us this particular answer better than our guest tonight, Sherrianna Boyle. Again, famous author, writer, speaker. She's been all over the place. Uh, and, and really, uh, uh, she's been quoted in a lot of magazines. And, and, and uh, you know, she's just, you know, awesome. And we're glad to have you. So, Sharon, welcome to the show. And, uh, you know, we've been looking forward to this, you know, uh, particular episode today. And uh, so I'm happy. How are you? Welcome. I'm, oh, thank you so much. I'm great. Thank you for having me and for, uh, you know, talking about emotions. I think it's so important, right? Right. It's always important, but particularly right now. Oh, that's that's the key word. I mean, I've had various guests talking about different angles, especially in during the pandemic, after the pandemic, before the pandemic. But really, you're right. It's, it is a, a tough time for humanity as a whole. And uh, uh, some people have different ways of dealing with, with what's going on around them. And uh, but before we get to all that, so let's let's just get to know you a little bit, your background and, uh, you know, how. Where, where did you get you know, started? And then, you know, what brought you into the writing of those books and specifically the topic of, of detoxification, emotions, anxiety, mm -hmm. and all that good stuff? Yeah, well, Emotional Detox was actually my seventh book. And nice. previous to that, I had been writing about anxiety quite a bit, more from the standpoint of, of mindfulness and how to reduce symptoms and even, and alleviate yourself from symptoms of anxiety. And so I had written several books and parenting. My, my roots are, um, I'm an adjunct psychology professor and I was a school psychologist for years. So that's kind of how I got into the field um, with working with families. And when I started raising my children, I left my position and I started working at night and and so I was working with predominantly with families who were struggling. So I would go out at night and I would teach classes about development and all this kind of stuff. Um, and, and so that's, that was that, uh, that sort of chat, well, several books there. And then one day I started to say to myself, you know, I really want to get into emotions because I really believe that this is really what's going on, you know, even with the anxiety piece. Um, and so eventually um, emotional detox came to be and then emotional detox for anxiety followed. And then my latest book is emotional detox now, which is um, practices that I've created with a system called cleanse, which is the seven steps of an emotional detox. So I guess to answer the, the short part of that is 
through my research and my work and helping people with anxiety, um, I really started to hone in on emotions. And that is how I came up with, you know, really how I define anxiety is an emotion looking to be processed, but can't because we won't let it. So that's how anxiety is now defined in the book, emotional detox for anxiety. And I'll say that again, because it's a little different. Um, anxiety is an emotion attempting to be processed, but can't because we won't let it. So that's my, you know, part of the foundation of an emo- what an emotional detox is all about. Well, that is big. I mean, uh, first of all, congrats on all the books and, uh, and, and really the work that you're doing, because I, I'm sure you've been helping a lot of people manage this. And I, I think, I don't think of anyone that can say that this is not about me. <laughs> we all, we all go through some sort of level of anxiety. We all get through emotions and, and there's a lot of drivers to it. And you've been tackling this for a minute when I'm being a little funny about the minute, <laughs> but you, you've been, you've been around long enough to do enough, enough good work and, and, and really drive a lot of change in a lot of families. And, and again, being an educator and, and, and seeing that in first hands and taking it in your hands to make a difference, that is a great thing. And, and you talked about anxiety, mm-hmm. uh, anxiety, and, and you define it in a very simple way. You're right. I mean, people get anxi- you know, anxiety when, and anxious when they just don't know what to do, how to, <laughs> whatever they have in their mind, they can't handle it, right? I mean, it's just like, oh my God, I got to get this done. And, and then they get excited, right? So, so I, I'm just being a little, you know, animated about it. <laughs> but, but the fact of the matter is, you know, it is big and, and it's important. And you talked briefly about the, the, the practices that you have also established and the seven steps, yeah. and we'll get to those in a minute. But let's talk sure. in general about some of the generic uh, scenarios that drive people into anxiety and also like really that, that kind of play with them, you know, emotions and, and, and feelings, and then therefore they get a little not in a good place. At least based on your experience and, and all, sure. you've seen it all. And yeah, you've <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think it's more the way that they manage their anxiety. And some of that is because in the field of psychology, that's what we were training people to do that for a long time. I was doing it as well. We were, you know, back in the days when I was a school psychologist, you know, I was training people on how to cope with how they feel, right? Mm-hmm. We were big on coping skills and, And so what I say now is that we've kind of created a bunch of cope addicts. (laughs) So, uh, you know, and what I've learned about emotions is, you know, they're not meant to be managed and they're not meant to be coped with. They're meant to be felt. And I'm not saying coping skills aren't helpful and they don't have a time and they don't have a place, but what they do have is an expiration date. So I may go into the store and I may see that there's a really long line ahead of me. And I was hoping to get out of there, you know, quick, cause I got places to go and things to do. And maybe I'm going to be late and now I'm anxious and mm. I cope with that, right? Maybe I look at my phone or I read a magazine or I take a breath, whatever it is that I have learned how to cope with those emotions. Once I get through that line, I get myself in a safe situation. At some point, I need to process whatever emotions were coming up in that moment. So that's where the coping skill loses. It it expires, right? So you don't just cope and then move on and go to the next thing, because what happens is it just collects <laughs> until we either blow up or break down and, and then we're overwhelmed. So what happens with emotions is you have to just acknowledge, okay, that was a situation where I was coping. There's definitely some emotions in me that I'm maybe stuffing or ignoring or avoiding. Um, and I want to make sure that I take some time to allow myself to experience them. And that's where cleanse the system comes in, which I know we'll get to later, but that's where it's nice to have a system because really none of us were taught how to feel. We were taught to manage. We were taught to cope. We were taught to regulate. Those aren't feeling, in my opinion. Well, actually, you bring in a great point because I, I never, I never actually 
would have put myself in a position to identify either one of those as one or the other. Just like to your point, we just don't know about it. We don't even think about it. We feel something, it's your emotion, but you're right, we cope, we deal. But we might just be totally unsure about what that feeling is or what we're actually really doing. And I think yeah. most of us, we're not really questioning, like, is this an emotion? Is this like, you know, what am I dealing with this? I don't think we're yeah. like standing there. You're right. I mean, we just get into a position. Things don't. I mean, as simple. We live in a society where we're like running, running, running. I mean, you're on the East Coast. So you know exactly. And yes. we just there is there is no no sleep here. It's just like crazy days. One after one thing after the other. You move uh, traffic everywhere. You know, uh, you have to deal with a lot of stuff at work. Uh, and, and, and you go shopping to your point. It could be a problem. Right. You went in lines. And, and, and so we all kind of like Usa, we try to take, you know, as much as we can find a way, listen to music, yeah. build this. But then ultimately, to your point, it starts adding up. And one yeah. day you just snap out like poof. And that can be taken on your family, can be taken at work, can be taken somewhere in the street. I mean, we've seen movies about that. <laughs> you know, uh, there are a few couple of movies out there, actually, that have kind of almost uh, addressed this issue when someone really just loses it. And, and, and really, that's a big deal. And we, we don't want that. We want people to- Or we get you. sick, you know, or we get, or we get fit, you know, our immune system breaks down or, you know, we get headaches or we, you know, I mean, so many things happen when we bottle that up and we just shove it away and, and move on to the next thing. It's, it, it creates wear and tear for well, sure. Well, that's actually a great point because people listening or watching, you might not adapt to the idea that, that you will get sick, that it will affect other things in your body. And, and ultimately you're not going to be the way you want it. I mean, everybody wants to be the best they can be. I mean, in the best shape, the best health, the best mental state, but, but every single thing around us really is meant right now to actually almost making us not be that way, unless we figure out a way and get formulas to help us that way. And you did find a formula <laughs> and we're going to talk about that formula. So, so, so I'm excited. Yeah. about We're going to help some people today, you know, yeah. and, Hey, listen, maybe I would be the first, you know, candidate here and learning the tricks I need to, yeah. learn. And, and, you know, I, sometimes I apply, maybe you can apply it on me. I don't know, but, but, but definitely the idea is to, to bring to the audience that anyone out there can be subject to this. Anyone out there has. We're all doing it. it. It's exactly. happening to everybody. I don't even think you can separate it anymore. I think, I mean, even I will go into react. I call it reactivity. You know, mm -hmm. um, the difference is I'm aware of what's happening and I make time to process it. Um, and the good news is the more you, the more you process what you're feeling, um, the less you will react in, in situations, the calmer you do become. It's not that it goes away per se. I mean, you're, you're human. Um, we do have feelings, but once you take time to process them, then you get the truth, right? And the reality is it's usually not about the fact that you're going to be late. Okay. It's, it's not about that, right? So you're in line, you're upset, you're going to be late. Um, that's a symptom, right? Once you start to process what you're feeling, you realize, you know, that when I'm late, it makes me feel a certain way. It may make me feel inadequate. It may make me feel like a failure. It may make me feel um, sad or overwhelmed. You know, everybody's different. And that's what needs to be processed inside is that when I feel like or overextended, you know, or unsupported, that's the truth. It's not about the stupid line. Well, yeah, <laughs> right? yeah. It's deeper than that, but we'll never get to that if we're just running to the next thing. Well, I, I'll give you a good example. I mean, this is just about me and, and, and I think a lot of people can relate sure. to this. So, so, so uh, like, I've been in the corporate world for a long time and it is pretty stressful. And, and one yeah. thing that I've noticed over the culture of, of corporations and corporate America is, you know, like you have to be a certain time at a meeting, things like that. And the higher you have, you know, your hierarchies, sometimes your meetings start at 7.30 in the morning. And, and what I realized over the years that it doesn't have to be that way. And, and as a matter of fact, you know, what I've noticed that every time, there was a meeting that was put in and early on, you know, 8.30, 9 o'clock, whatever. And, and you have to go through traffic. You're traveling about a couple hours. 
you're like stressed out the whole night before you're thinking anticipation is there and you're like all over the place and then you get there you're not even sleeping well you're like you probably have you know not enough coffee in your system or whatever or you just put some coffee and caffeine just to get you going but you're not really in the best state so you can't even produce when you go there and so right. the whole process and the anticipation of this you know drives you nuts same thing when you talk about being late you know that's really another one right you know you yeah. you get in traffic on it's really you anticipating the reaction of everybody else. And then you reacted to, you're reacting to that reaction, you know, before it happens. And now you're like, your mind is going all over the place and it's not a good place to be. A lot of people fall into this particular problem. Yeah. So, so true. I mean, the, the, the corporate world and, and, and maybe it was shaped this way where, you know, somehow we got away from the, you know, nine to five, right? Because of technology. Yeah. (laughs) And now it's become almost like the, the work world in some ways. Um, it, it used to be where your family was your biggest triggers, right? Because we Mm -hmm. love our family and they might trigger us and it might be, we, we might, um, get into, you know, conflicts about that. And that would be difficult. And when you go to work and you have a break, right? Remember those? I don't know if you remember those days. I remember when work kind of felt like a break, right? Like, oh my gosh, I just need to get away from my family. And now what's happening is our work day is extending, extending, extending. It's almost like the work you're with a bunch of family members who are driving you crazy. <laughs> and they're like, they're calling, they're calling me at seven 30 and they want me here. And, you know, it's kind of like, yeah, having, you know, my partner call me now. So we get triggered and there's, people are having a hard time separating now the two and putting it down and walking away. And in some ways what's happening, what I see happening is patterns are being reflected to us through um, our coworkers. It's like, why does this person drive me nuts? Why, why? And, and the thing is, is usually they might have a similar pattern as you and you're actually playing this out similar to what used to occur in families or for children on the playground they play these things out and they work through them but um for you know because of this the way we have changed in society not of not enough of that working through things is happening in the home so it's all kind of getting muddled is what i'm seeing well, it is real. And, and you, you, you really hit on, on the concept of family and work has become for the most part, when you're like working now many days and you know, spend more hours in there, you're probably like, that's becoming your first family. You spend more time with them sometimes than exactly. your own family. And, and, right. and one of the elements you mentioned, which is, I think a key element here is awareness. Yeah. Uh, most of the people are not aware when they get to this stage or they feel in these feelings, they just basically are totally unaware of it. It's just that they're reacting to it. So, so to your point, you have the awareness to kind of step back, watch it, and, and, and kind of almost evaluate yourself and reset. A lot of people don't have that ability to do it. Or at least they're not seeing it because they're not trained to it. I mean, it takes a lot of skill and time and practice to be there. <laughs> and, and that is yeah. not, and I think hopefully by today, you know, throughout the show, we can actually deliver some of the methods that we can help people with to really be aware. Oh, wait a minute. This is, I'm doing it again. Oh. It's getting there. Nope, I'm not going to get anybody to get to my, under my skin. And, and, and that's how you control a little bit, you know, a little bit the emotion, I think. Uh, and I, I, I use some of those practices myself. Like, you know, when I see, you know, something like I just walk away and just walk away, do something else, find something else. Don't keep the argument. And that's the other thing. You, you're back and forth, you're back and forth, and it escalates. And it could be at work. It could be in, in the street. We've seen neighbors, you know, fight. We've seen, you know, things escalate. And, and no, for no reason, for parking spots, it's like it's crazy. This world is is the way we actually actually are behaving, and and yeah. and it's all like everybody's emotional. You talk to someone right the wrong way, forget about it. They just oof. You know, it's like they were ready just for you. So the minute you it's like you talk about trigger, you just like press the button and boom, that's it <laughs> in your face. Yeah. So it is it is challenging, and and but then awareness. How do you advise folks to to kind of exercise that part because? Mm-hmm. They have to be literally slick about it. Like, again, it's, it happening, it's happening so fast that we don't see it. It is. We don't see it. Well, the first thing I want to say to people is I, I've been doing this for over, well over 20 years now and in the field of, in this field. And 
um, emotional detox really kind of changed things for me. I'd been writing on mindfulness. I was doing practices. Um, I was teaching, I was, you know, everyone was loving the work I was producing, but I have to say my level of awareness was not as nearly what it is today. Um, until emotional detox came to be. And the only reason I say that is, you know, here I was all trained and I wasn't as aware of the way that I was stuffing. And so what emotional detox did for me was it, I had to dismantle a lot of what we were trained about emotions because I realized um, that I can't, I can't really make these changes until I remove, unlearn some things. And one is that, well, the, in the emotional detox foundation, all emotions are good. So long as they're processed, that is one of the things that it's built upon. It's they're like pillars. All your emotions are good. So long as they're processed. So that means there's no bad emotion. There's no negative emotion. And I know that's tricky because we've been trained to believe that there's good and there's bad. And we only allow ourselves to really feel the good. And, you know, we worry and try to control the bad. And that has to stop because uh, it's not working for one. And that's what really impeded my level of awareness. As soon as you stop judging something as good or bad, they're all good when they're processed. The other thing I had to really unlearn is a lot of us are confusing. So you talk about somebody is emotional. They, they get angry about a parking spot. To me, that's not an emotion. That's a reaction. And we want to get clear. Emotions make you feel good when they're processed. If they're not processed, you're probably in a reaction and it's not the same. So, yeah, it doesn't, doesn't it just bring clarity to the whole thing? And as soon as I started to flip things, my awareness changed. Um, and that's when I became like, okay, I'm reacting now. Why am I reacting? Because I'm triggered. Why am I triggered? Because emotions have memory. They remember according to a feeling. It may be a different face. It may be a different situation. It may be a different parking spot, but the feeling is the same. And you probably felt that feeling a long time ago and you didn't allow yourself to feel it. You managed it, you oppressed it, and you suppressed it. And it's still coming up because it needs to be processed. I, I love the, the the breakdown that you did and and, the, and really like removing one versus the other because you're right you know going crazy for a parking spot that's a reaction to some feeling that you have because you probably have been dealing with the same situation over time and it just accumulated but you you used the word earlier mindfulness uh, mm -hmm. and, and and that is a big word i mean you know it is understanding that concept in, in its own i think that's a big deal for anyone yeah. because we are not so mindful of everything. I mean, we're sometimes actually heedless. I think the opposite, not even thinking about things because we're not really questioning and, and, and kind of uh, processing things all the time. I think that's what it is. Mm -hmm. we're zombies in a way, we're just conditioned or robotic to a, to a certain you know uh, level, but we're not, I mean, I'm, when I say we're not, I'm not generalizing because I'm, I'm sure there are people out there that are very processing, you know, every single thing and, and they see everything for what it is and they, they, they calculate risk and do things, you know, in, in a very quick way. But the majority of us just go about things, I think, and, and enjoy our lives, but then also are getting a lot of feed, you know, from, from all different things. And, right. and they just to just get in there. And we are not aware that this is a behavior like that when you tell someone, Oh, you've been doing this, have I? Everybody's noticing <laughs> but you. I mean, that's the other thing, like people see it. But you, you always deny like, no, I'm not like, this is not me. I can't be that way. You know, you can't tell me that's my case. That's not how I am. Oh, yeah, you're always defensive. No, 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 I'm not defensive. You're defensive. Yeah, and you get people to get to that point, but they're not aware yeah. because they didn't stop for a minute and watch like, wait a minute. Oh, mm. you, you, you said it. Yeah. yeah. And I, I use the word mindful steps so that people know that, um, you know, the nature of the cleanse. However, I don't know if you've noticed this sometimes, um, sometimes I get a little, 
put off by the word mindfulness. I don't know if that happens to you, Hurricane, mainly because I, I think there's a lot of interesting things happening where you have people saying, you know, be mindful, be mindful. And meanwhile, you're looking at them going, well, you're not being mindful. <laughs> well, again, you're telling me to be mindful. <laughs> right? and, um, and so, you know, I, I don't want people to think that this is going to be um, a process where you're going to be, you know, wearing white and you're going to be sitting cross-legged and you're going to be, you know, I don't know. I, this, it's just not real, right? It's not real. It's a matter of paying attention of when you get triggered, right? And what happens when you're triggered, you get tight, you get tense. Um, you, you feel like Sometimes you might have an impulse, right? You want to control something. You might even make, you know, I was just, I was just working with someone who literally like started grunting, you know, like when you say, oh, you got to go to the dump or something, right? You know, got to take out the trash, oh, you know, the grunt, right? That just being aware of, oh, okay, well, there's something there, right? That grunt means something. There's an emotion there that, uh, and, and being more interested and curious about each other, you know, I don't expect anybody around me to, you know, sit down and meditate if that's not for them. But I, I am more curious when I hear a person grunt or myself grunt, I say, what was that? There's clearly something in me that is feeling something if I'm making the strange noise right now. Right. So, um, you know, it's about the trash. What about the trash? You know, when I have to take the trash or maybe it's, you know, when I, when I'm interrupted, you know, could not even be, it's probably not about the trash, probably just being, you know, when I'm, when I'm, when I'm in my groove and somebody asks me to do something, it makes me feel right. And, you know, frustrated or annoyed, or these are feelings, right. And, we just want to start to pay attention. How, how am I, how do I become aware of when I'm shoving and something's coming up in me to be felt? And it honestly takes time. And I, you know, I support people all the time. Um, but once they get it, it's like training wheels, mm -hmm. you put them on and you take them off and then it's smooth sailing. So everybody can do this no matter what age or, you know, background or, ability. It doesn't matter. Everybody can feel their feelings. We just need a, some guidance. Uh, clearly. And, and you, you actually doing that. You just did it just for the example, you were breaking it down. You were asking the questions like why, and, and what would be the reason behind that? Why? And so on and so forth. Yeah. And I think that's really what, what the key element here is like to be able yeah. to, to know when it's happening and then question why it's happening. I, yeah. I, you know, if you can do that, I mean, and, and most of us, again, may not be doing that exercise. Like, you know, sure. we're just, you know, I mean, as simple as when we talk, right? Sometimes we, we say things. Uh, sometimes I say, you know, you know, you know, I'm not aware that I'm saying that. It's just a filler in the discussion. But like, I see that sometimes I'm like, why am I saying like too many, you knows in one sentence, <laughs> you know, but, but like, but you get to see it sometimes to, to, to review it yourself. Like, and, and sometimes we don't have that ability to be on a camera or seeing a, a show, for example, or hearing yourself. You just don't know. And no one, sometimes a lot of people around you may not tell you, dude, Hey, you're doing this. Maybe some of the close folks, they, they care. They say, you got this habit. You need to see what's up. But sometimes we won't, we're not even able to accept that critic, you know, or criticism from others. And that's the other part, you know, either we have to be aware or someone's going to make you aware. And now it's whether you accept it or not. And then your reaction now is, again, driven by emotions. Am I being undermined here? You know, I'm feeling a little excited. It can be a challenge. I mean, it, it's not as, as simple as, as, you know, one to three, but I think it can be done. I mean, you, you've demonstrated right now slowly how it can be worked and we can use that tactic. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just paying attention. And, and there are... <laughs> There are ways that we give ourselves time to, to process something. So you're kind of showing what it looks like when you're just processing your thoughts, right? So you're processing your next thought. Sometimes when we say, you know, and I do that too, I, it just is a sign that I'm in the middle of formulating my next question, right? It gives me space and time to do that. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just, you know, 
uh, the, uh, the, the world might say, oh, they're saying too many hums <laughs> or, um, <laughs> you know, but, but that's that once you really get to know yourself, oh, that's what I do when I'm actually formulating my question. It gives me time, right? And as you start to understand yourself and you allow yourself to, you know, now you can go deeper. You can say, you know, and, and, and when I give myself that time, you know, it makes me feel, it doesn't always have to be bad, right? Um, it's just a misperception on another, I understand what's happening when, when that is happening, when someone's asking a question, I get that, but I'm also a school psychologist. So I understand the, what, how people learn and how people I'm the same way. I need a little bit of time to formulate my next thought sometimes. And, you know, as we get to understand each other and then we're not so hard on each other, you know, and you, you become compassionate and, and you start to, um, not to judge so much. I think judgment is so, can be so hurtful. I mean, we all do it. Um, but even just those little things can really poke at somebody and hold them back. And when we feel, I mean, that's really what my mission is, is to get, I always say my mission is to get the world feeling again, because I really believe it will be the place that we all can live in peacefully um, because we can, you know, just give each other the space that we need to feel and process. That's a wonderful, actually, you know, mission, <laughs> I have to say, you know, literally wanting to, the people to feel right and feel good and, and do the right, you know, and enjoy the life. I mean, that's that's awesome in its own as a as a as a true mission. Yeah. So congrats on that and kudos to you for it. it it's, <laughs> it's, it's a great thing. Uh, yeah. you, you know, it's you were talking about all this, but you mentioned early on something about something that that is happened to people that drives this right it's it's certainly not overnight it's it's adding up but now yeah. that means we have to touch on people's maybe upbringing youth experiences relationships i mean that's 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 the other part that i like that impacts things people have gone through good bad ugly negative positive experiences and all that stuff is somewhere in there you know just accumulating and, and, and some people hold on to that stuff. They don't, they don't have ways to manage it out. And therefore, mm -hmm. all it takes is one element and it's kind of over, right? And so, mm -hmm. so as you, you help people, do you find yourself trying to identify some of the stuff and at least getting them to identify some of the stuff to be able to deal or, or, or not? Sometimes I have to keep boundaries because I'm not a therapist. Um, uh, however, my, my the core book emotional detox the the one with the white and the colors that one is more of a my personal journey and i think that i learned more from that than anything so when i um when i you know that's that's my own personal emotional detox and what i was um detoxing myself from so i lost your question in there what was the oh the past yes so when I was on my emotional detox journey, um, I went to therapy and I'm in, I went to several therapists because I was having trouble finding one that fit the one, you know, that happens, you have to find the right fit. Mm -hmm. So basically the, the short story is I was, I did all the research on the book. I wrote a proposal. It takes a lot of time to write a proposal to get picked up by a traditional publisher and I got picked up by Simon and Schuster to write um, emotional detox. And then literally about five weeks later, I was hit with a horrible, horrible emotional trauma. And so at that point, I, um, I just was like, I can't write this book. I can't, I can't do this. I went to them. I'm in crisis. My family's in crisis. And they said, take your time um, when you can do it. And I was like, okay, so the, for the first time in my life, I didn't have a deadline. I didn't even know if it was going to write the book. Quite honestly, I didn't know I, if, when or how. So in that process of going through my own emotional detox, and that was the priority at the time, I said, I need to go on my own emotional, heck with everybody else. <laughs> and uh, I learned um, that I'm in therapy 
and the therapist asked a question and she got interrupted and walked away. Um, and I, as I'm sitting there, I heard a really, really strong voice and my, you know, wherever it comes from God, whatever. And it told me, it said something, um, basically what it didn't know at the time was it was giving me the second step of the cleanse. So I heard this voice after the, I went through the session, I left and I quit therapy and I never went back again, not because it wasn't good because I was hearing this voice and I knew that something really important was coming in to help me. Um, but during that time period, what was difficult for me in my journey of an emotional detox was going to the past. I didn't think that I could really move forward by going back to the past. So the beautiful part of the cleanse is you are touching on the past without getting into it. And I think that gets in the way for people. They're afraid to go back because they're afraid it's going to knock them down and they're not going to be able to get back up. And I can honestly say, I totally get what you mean because I felt the same way. I thought, I have to go home. I have three kids. I have a job. I don't have the luxury of not working and just going and healing, right? I have to keep going here. Um, and this is too much for me to keep revisiting. So that's what the voice gave me. It gave me the cleanse, which again, allows you to process emotions from the past. But my motto is, and that's why my latest book is called Emotional Detox Now, is all emotional processing happens in the now. Wow. Well, first of all, thank you for sharing that. I mean, it, it is, you, you put that, I mean, but the experience itself, the fact that you were given the, the opportunity, I mean, I, I have to say the publishers were awesome <laughs> to give you the yeah. opportunity. To, I know, they, huh? they, could have, they could have said, you know what, whatever. They could have gave it to someone else. I know anyway. they could have stole it, but they didn't. They were, they had a lot of integrity. That was Simon and Schuster. So definitely. Awesome, yeah. awesome stuff because they gave yeah. you the opportunity to really see yourself and 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 deliver because you did. Yeah. And, and, and you delivered in the best and you didn't stop. You moved on to the next and next and now you have a whole system in place. So 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 those were a couple of pieces of the cleansing you know stages that you've used. Are there any others or are we going to talk about that in the seven steps as a whole? So I always use the same cleanse. It never really changes for me anymore. I, I do no other techniques because I've written about them and I do believe in them. And now and then I'll pull from them. It's always, you know, they're in the toolbox per se, mm. but I really always come back to the cleanse. It just feels like home to me, um, those seven steps. And yeah, so what was your question? <laughs> well, no, no. So, so what, what I mean is that I thought when we talked about the cleanse, your experience, we talked about a couple elements. Uh -huh. I, you know, I wasn't sure if that was part of the seven steps and, and uh, you know, let's just, Oh the yes. The steps. second step. So I, I would chat, I channeled them. They came through and I practiced with them and then eventually wrote about them. Um, and what's nice is so it's not separate seven steps. They really flow together. So the C is clear reactivity, which is some, you know, in the new book, I give like 50 ways that you can clear reactivity from the body. And basically what you're doing is you're letting your body know that you're choosing to process an emotion. Um, you're not going to revisit the past and re-traumatize yourself. That's what that step one is about. And that's what I learned from my own experience was we really can get re-traumatized. Um, and there's, it, there's a fine line. So we have to be mindful of that. So that first step is so important because you want to let the body know that's not my intention here to bring up old stuff and put you through all that again. Um, the second step is where you identify what you were asking earlier about the awareness mm -hmm. of identifying how you feel, identifying how the situation you're in makes you feel. And I give guidance on how to do that. So by now you've let your body know that you're going to be processing. You've identified what you feel. And then the next step is about really deep, the detox part, the E, which is called emit. So the L is look inward, the E is emit. And that is where we create vibration so that now you can release the reactions and all the ways that you've been suppressing everything that you've been feeling. 
And that's what we're releasing there. We're not getting rid of emotions. We're getting rid of the way you've oppressed them. Um, and then the A is activate, and that is now starting to change the brain because the brain will associate things with old reminders and we get triggered and we have to start to do that. So activate is as another mindful step of how to change your brain so that um, you can have a new experience in the same situation, right? Um, so now you're on A, right? C-L-E-A-N, okay, N is <laughs> nourish. Okay, nourish is about really sinking into the experience and that's where you get a little bit deeper because what you wanna do is you wanna start to integrate those emotions. Now you're in higher level emotions, right? So you're feeling calm or you're feeling more peaceful. And I always think of it like marinating, right? Like you would marinate a piece of food. You want to really saturate yourself in that. And then we're in S, which is surrender, right? And I teach people how to do that with, it's a simple surrender statement. And then E is called ease, which is um, you basically, you know, it's oneness. It's, you are that you always have been that it's just, we started to believe that we were separate. Um, so that's the process of the cleanse. So, so now you said it's a flow in process. So is there a time frame for this to happen or, you know, or every, obviously everybody's different, right? So it may not, yeah. be, you know, no one's going to be like, you know, it's going to be done in yeah. a week. <laughs> No, no, no. So initially it's interesting you say that because when I wrote Emotional Detox, the core book, I really believed I'm going to do this for about six months and then I'll be on my way. Um, but that's not the, what happens. Well, one is you don't feel the same when you stop, right? You don't feel good. So you want to continue because it works. Um, and so it's like a lifestyle, you know, it's, it's like saying, you know, I'm going to, eat more vegetables, you know, I'm going to start feeling my emotions and I'm going to create that lifestyle for myself. Um, and so I have a, you know, a couple ways. I have the newest book where I've written 135 cleanses in it for people. And then I have the platform emotionaldetoxnow.com, which is where people can come on zoom like you and I are now, and I will take them through a process, you know, a, a detox, you know, depending on how much support they need, whether it's once a week, um, you know, a couple, few times a month. And, you know, and so the intention there is when you're guided, it's so there, it's about 10 minutes for a cleanse, just so you know, per cleanse, but depends. I mean, about 12 minutes, but when I do it on my own, it's about 10 minute practice. Yeah. Wow. Sometimes quicker. Well, I mean, it sounds awesome because <laughs> going through going through the whole process, just listening to it, it it's it's really it kind of speaks on its own <laughs> to the to, to, yeah. to the formula, and it, it it just guides. So if you see it and really have the definition, you'd be like, oh, I see what I need to be doing. So it's really in your yeah. face okay. kind of process, and so you'll get going that way. That's awesome. But but yeah. is there any are there any factors that can kind of inhibit someone from really kind of maximizing all these these uh, seven staff i mean sometimes again you know elements in our lives can be problematic or people in our lives can be problematic would that be something that they can live with and and still be able oh. to do this because oh. i can go through the process yeah. but if i'm always getting negative vibes i may not be able to you know i'm trying to be as good as i can but someone's always telling me like well it's not working you're still the same and nagging that could be the case right i mean we all have yeah. someone in, in, around us that is negative. Unfortunately, <laughs> we try to stay away from them, but you know. Yeah, um, I, and I and I completely understand what that's like. If you feel like you you know you have to live with your trigger, basically, is what you're saying. Exactly. Right? And um, and so it it is possible. I think the key is that you just um, you can't rush it, and you have to be consistent with with your practice. Um, when you start to feel, you have to remember it's a ripple effect. So feeling states are much stronger than non-feeling states. Non-feeling state is a reaction, right? That's what makes people feel like they have to protect themselves or guard themselves or, or, you know, they, they might run, they might, they do what they do to be able to manage that state. 
but the, the calmer you become through cleansing, you know, the more you process, what you do is you bring vibration into your home. So it's kind of like opening your windows. The house feels different, right? You're going to, and you have to believe that your emotions are that powerful. You can change the atmosphere in the home. Now, is it all on you? No, but you can, but it does take commitment. And that's why I started the platform because I realized, you know, people love it and they really need that support. I wish I had the support when I was going through my emotional detox. I didn't have it, but if it were there, I would have, I would have taken it, you know? Um, so yeah, it's absolutely possible. I don't believe, I mean, obviously if you're in an abusive situation, you need to get out and that's different. Um, but I do feel that um, you can, you can grow a lot, but it has to be consistent for sure. Yeah. Well, well, thank you for that. And so, so ultimately mindset also has to, to be the, the ultimate, you know, factor here for people. Yeah. You have to be willing to, to, to change. You have to be willing to go through the process. And, and really it's like, I had the show the other day, we talked about hypnosis and you know how people sometimes are resistant to hypnosis because they just mm. don't want to get into it. And some folks are just like subjective to it. Like they're just kind of like, okay, take me, I'm good. <laughs> and then they get all this stuff. <laughs> so so it, it's that kind of thing. Like you have to really be willing to get into this journey and make a difference. And, and you said it, imagine if you had this opportunity, you know, when you had your own experience, you would have loved it. You said, it. I'll take it. I mean, everybody today we're doing the show is to bring this closer to people that may think that there are not, uh, there's nothing available for them or there's not an opportunity for them to be better. There is. And we're talking about it today. There is a system. There is a platform. There's someone who can share true value because they've experienced it themselves. So the yeah. resource is there. It's just a matter of the willingness to be able to do it. And first of all, the other thing that I think that, that we need to be also clear about is that we have to be uh, honest with ourselves because people sometimes are like, no, I don't have any problems. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Denial. The denial factor is a big deal too. Like, you know, yes. there's nothing yeah. wrong with me. I'm good. I, I got this. And sometimes, you know, that's to the detriment of your own and, and whoever is around you. So you have to be aware that, yes, open up. And you know what? You don't have to go necessarily to a psychiatrist. As, 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 as fun as it sounds, that we do, I have a, an actual live Q&A with a psychiatrist every month. And, you know, how, you know how hard is it to get people to actually go on the show and ask questions? <laughs> you know, people are not willing to, to ask. Yeah. Even if it's anonymous, you don't have to say your name. You just give me anything. But it's an opportunity to ask the right question that you might, that may be driving you crazy, right? Or, or not literally, but, but you know what I mean? So, so it's like in your mind. Same thing here. There is a system. But if you're not willing to really open up and you're not yeah. willing to face it. I mean, you went to therapy, you said, and that, that, that wasn't the route. It was good, but you found a better way. And you did. You delivered it, <laughs> you know? And so that's, that's, that's the way it is. So it's, it's a challenge. I mean, again, society is difficult as it is. Now, in your experience, uh, because we, you, earlier in the beginning of the show, we said about more, today more than ever, ultimately we're talking about the pandemic and we're talking about the, the whole dynamic of what's, what's been happening around the pandemic. In, in your experience, I know you've been doing this long enough, but in the last two years, have you seen an influx uh, you know, of people uh, reaching out or, or, or like an increase in people that really needed to, to do this? Because I, I think people were stressed enough that the emotions were very, very, yeah. Uh, volatile, I, so. I, um, well, the part of the reason I created the platform was because what I was seeing in the beginning, yes, I was swamped. I'll be honest. I was swamped. I was like, Ooh, my God. <laughs> uh, and, and yeah, I was swamped. And then, you know, what I do see is a lot of people are very fearful of, um, their finances are, are fearful of, um, you know, the future and they're hanging on a little bit, not just trying to hunker down, you know? Um, and that's why I decided to get the platform going like more of a community place where you can come and, um, and just get that support. And so, 
Yeah, I I did see a huge jump. And then I've seen it's just been going on a real long time now. And now I see people kind of trying to drag people to me. <laughs> you know, like my my brother really needs to see you. My kids really need to like everybody's wanting, right? And and they're 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 trying. Um I always say, you know, yes, the resources are here. And I know denial can, if you're listening to the show, you're probably not in full. I think the ones that are in full denial don't actually listen <laughs> to the, oh, to true. your show, true. right? Um, you wouldn't be here. And I think, you know, God works in mysterious ways. And I, I do believe that you just let it go. Like, don't put so much pressure on yourself because even, even doing anything or, you know, just hearing the conversation, just that's enough. Right. I mean, sometimes that's, that's all you can handle is just a listening to a show for an hour and that's fine. And I, and that's another thing I learned from being in it, my own journey, when you're in true trauma, sometimes you can't handle too much too quick. Um, and it's too, it, sometimes it's too fast Sometimes, you know, you get scared and that is very, very normal. Um, and so if you're just, you know, doing, listening to this show, just say to yourself, okay, you know, that was something and that's what I had in, in me today. And that's okay. That's enough. Don't say, oh, now I got to do this. Now I got to do this. Um, it's enough. If I'm meant to be in your life or the emotional detoxes or hurricane, you know, we'll circle back in some way. God will bring it back into your life and show you, and you just have to let go and, and be guided. And if it's meant to be in another direction, then be guided there, but it's okay um, to not move quickly and to feel like you're a little paralyzed. I know what that's like. I've been there. And people don't get that unless they've been there. So that's my answer to that. Sharing it, that's great advice. And you're right. I mean, slowly but surely, small steps, you know, better late than never. <laughs> you know, we know a lot of expressions that can guide us when we are not sure, we're afraid. But I, I yeah. think it's just beginning the journey is the key. Uh, starting somewhere is the key. Uh, you yeah. know, nothing happens overnight, you know, that's worth anything. And you have to take the time, especially this is not something that, if you've been living with this for a long time and you had all this emotion, yeah. you know, build up and now you have to detox. I mean, we, we talk about detoxification for food and, and, you know, and, and, and health in general, this is just mental, <laughs> you know, but, yeah. but everything yeah. takes time. It doesn't, you can't detox overnight. I mean, even if you do fasting and things, it's going to take some time to actually cleanse your body. Right. Same concept here, but this is a little bit more because it's the mind that's, that's playing. So you're the right. Other, I mean, yeah, the, ahead, the other thing I just want to highlight is I'm not an either or. If you have a fabulous therapist, um, I'm not a I'm not an instead of. I look at emotional detox as a supplement, like a vitamin, to whatever you, to whatever yeah. you're doing, right? Mm -hmm. So if you have a therapist, if you go to the gym, if you've got a yoga, you know. If you go hiking, if whatever you do, it's a supplement. It is not, oh, what do I do? Is this better than this? No, I don't want to be that. I'm not that. I am truly just supplementing whatever you already have going on in your life. Well, thank you. I mean, actually, that's awesome because you're right. I mean, sometimes we need more, you know, and and yeah. it's not it's not like this is not a substitute. This is something that you can add value yeah now, now you mentioned about like you know earlier yoga you do yoga as well right so i teach cleanse yoga <laughs> there, there you go <laughs> and uh and so that's on the platform as well i teach that live a couple days a week on on the platform emotionaldetoxnow.com and and i take people through the cleanse every yoga class so we go through an emotional detox as we're moving our body. And what's nice is you don't have to talk. I do all the talking, probably too much talking. But I do the talking, you do the moving and the breathing. And that's another way to get your detox in. 
<laughs> I bet you have a lot of friends that I enjoy in your presence because they just get <laughs> all that benefit, right? <laughs> You'll be like, hey, I, just talk to me. I'm going to be good. I'll just guide you through. You just do your thing. And we're on Zoom, so you just do whatever feels right for you. So, And, and that's awesome. I mean, you, yeah. you can you can reach a lot of people, and, and I'm assuming all over the world. It doesn't have to be in any particular space. Oh, right? yeah. yeah that, and that's beauty. I mean, you can, you can reach and help people. That must give you a good feeling, a great feeling, I would say. Uh, like anytime you do something right for people and, and it's, I know it's a, it's always a good feeling. Well, that's what, it? that's what I do it for. I mean that, you know, I have a team and everybody's kind of been working super hard at creating this platform and, and I just, you know, remind them, I just, this is what gets us through. You know, when you hear somebody say this, helped me, you know, then, you know, all that sweating, <laughs> all that hard work, you know, it's worth every, and you earned every moment of it because, you know, you created that space for them. So it's not just me, you know, it's, a, it's a, we're a team that creates that space for people to, so it's sort of smooth for them. Not to like a good team, right? Well, yeah. you know, I have to say this. I mean, you're not only helping the individuals directly because when you help someone, you're also helping everybody around them because, you know, whatever they're going through, everybody around them is going to get a little bit of, you know, positive or negative, yeah. depending on whatever their status is, right? If they're in a good place, everybody around them is going to feel that. It's a vibe, right? You said it. The vibration is going to be there. It's going to yeah. be just energy levels are going to be, you know, almost emitting to the others as opposed to if they're not in a good place, everybody is in. So I think a lot of people actually are benefiting from your work, not just the ones that are directly your customers or clients, right? So that that's an, that's an awesome piece right there. So so you know, I have to say, I mean, I've enjoyed this, you know, uh, so much. It's it's great to have you know on the show and uh, having this discussion. And, and and frankly, I mean, I do want to potentially have this come back later on we can yeah i would love show. to you know, yeah like i grabbed my book because i was gonna say i have so many cleanses in here uh for people so i'd love that that would be so fun well listen yeah we can, yeah we can do that yeah and, and uh, one, one thing so so you have the yeah. platform we have the, the 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 link to it we'll have the books also are they available on amazon or um it's emotionaldetoxnow.com i don't know if the platform was live when you and i connected so uh, it's either sherryannaboyle.com but that links you to the platform too so okay. um okay. and the books are you know every bit everywhere that books are are sold but um you can go to sherryannaboyle.com or emotionaldetoxnow.com. Perfect. Okay. Well, we yeah. will have that on the description of the show. Are there any last words of wisdom we can leave the audiences with right now? Uh, I just always say your emotions you know, matter. Processing them matters more. That's my, my mantra, my motto. Um, and I also say that your emotions are enough, you know, um, so we all have them. <laughs> no shortage there. I know. We, uh, we all have an abundance of them, right? There's no, you know, haves and haves nots when it comes to emotions. It just doesn't exist. So you have plenty. And, um, you know, when you process them, then you get to really, you know, learn. You really get to develop parts of yourself that you didn't even know you had. You know, at least I know I didn't have some of the potential that I've seen in myself and my clients until I started processing like, oh, I didn't even know I was capable of that, right? But that's because of emotions. Now, listen, you're right. I mean, I think, I think anyone, including myself, I think we can relate to that. We know that is possible and we should believe that it's possible. So I, I would, I would say thank you for, for the insights here and for, for those great, you know, nice little, they're, they're simple concepts, but I think they're, they're rich in, in, in deep concepts that, you know, anyone can really benefit from. So thank you for that. So, thank so you. folks, you know, thank you for, for the opportunity um, today, uh, Shira. And I, that was a great, you know, time. And uh, we had learned a lot. I've learned a lot. And I know anyone watching and listening right now is going to have a good 
place to go and find more resources and uh, potentially even user services. Uh, and, and God knows how many people could, could use this today. <laughs> so, 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 I, I, unfortunately, that is the reality of things. But I think you know, at least we have a place to go and a resource. So, thank you for that. So, that being said, Sharon, thank you for being on the show. It's been great, folks. Thank you for watching the iHealth Channel. Listen to iHealth Radio, Hurricane H here with you. We'll see you at the next show, the next topic, and the next guest. Ciao for now. Bye-bye.